0: Hey folks thanks for tuning in to another episode and in this episode we are going to be talking about Romans chapter 12 and we're going to wrap that up. It's a part two series that I wanted to share with you folks to encourage you in the Word of God. So thanks as always for tuning in. If you haven't watched part one I want to encourage you to do that immediately. So head on over episode 184. And watch part one of this two-part series. And of course, the importance of getting ourselves ready and being who our Heavenly Father called us to be is very, very important for this day and age because of the world we're living in today is changing quickly. And that's not to scare anybody, but it's to prepare us all. You know, I served in the military for seven and a half years. We got in, we learned, we trained. We learned our job, we got out, and we trained and got ready for it. So when that day came, we were ready. We need to be ready. Because no one knows the day when the Lord will return, but if you look around, you can surely see the signs. And always remember, we are one day closer than we were yesterday. Sound good? So let's go ahead and continue on with going through chapter 12. We'll be doing verses 9 through 18 and that's in Romans. And I did these out of the New Living Translation, which is a great translation. It's great to sit back and read and go through. And remember, having more than one translation is fantastic. I learned that from dad. Thank you, dad, for that tip. So verse nine and 10, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Hmm, that sounds good. Well, and of course, there goes that love word again. So as we read throughout the Bible, especially the New Testament, we come across the word love. And I'm not going to break down the different types of love, but I am going to remind you all once again to always point out 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 because it pretty much wraps it up in a nutshell. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And that right there. Once again, is one of those verses that you should have in your little notebook. Get that in your notebook for daily reading, for daily reminders, for as a parent, you know, with your family, as a teacher, as an instructor, as a minister, as anyone. Focusing on 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 will help you throughout your day because the end of the day, love them. Don't love them to death. So they go to hell but love them enough to tell them about Jesus Christ. Love them enough to look the other way. Even when you know you're right, love them anyway and just say, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not going to say another word. I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to walk away. Even when it looks like you're the bad guy. And if you are the bad guy, make sure you apologize. That's key. Apologies. Telling you. People are so stubborn they won't even apologize. But when you put the love Mayonnaise on it. Like I always say, when you make that sandwich with love, it comes in with love, goes out with love. So keep that in mind. So now we look back at verse 9 and 10. We must not just pretend to love one another, we must really love them. At the same time, hate what is wrong and hang on tightly to what is good. If you only had this one verse once again and lived by it for a year or more, wow, wouldn't that be something? And keep in mind, as followers of Jesus Christ, there are going to be times when you have to choose what to do in the name of love. Sometimes we feel we should blurt out everything. And you know how it is. It's that one person that, well, I just felt you needed to know, boom, and now you're crushed and you're hurt because somebody pointed out something about you when they could have done it in love. Where other times it's a situation where you know people's personalities and sometimes you have to just walk away. Sometimes it's best to walk away. You know, you talk to certain individuals and you tell them how you feel. And as far as everyone else goes, hey, it's private. I mean, I went through one of those situations too. And you take the brunt. You look like the bad guy, but at the same time, you know you did certain things or you didn't tell certain people certain things because you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And it had nothing to do with going to hell or heaven, but it had to do with, okay, do they need to know? No, they don't. If you tell them. Will it mess their life up for a while? Yes. If you don't tell them, will it mess their life up? No. They might look at you differently, but at the same time, you've got to know what to share, what not to share, who to share it with. There's a lot to it, folks. As you know, this whole life thing doesn't come with a book of how to, except for the Bible. Isn't that right? Basic instruction before leaving Earth. You get in that word, there's all kinds of things you'll learn. So keep that in mind. Okay, so going into that portion, sometimes we feel we should blurt out everything that we feel that someone even needs to know, even if it crushes their spirit in the name of love. Other times we choose to just walk away in love and move on in certain relationships. And I'm not talking about walking away from marriage, but sometimes relationships are unhealthy and you have to walk away, as many of you, including me, have done in our lives with other believers. At the same time, there are many followers of Jesus Christ that you will come in contact with and feel in your spirit, a divine connection. You will have a genuine love for each other, and you will want to honor each other and not cause friction. And some of you have felt that you'll get around certain individuals. And I have some of those people in my life, you'll get around them and you just connect. You will go to visit them And in your mind, you're saying, okay, I'm not going to get in here and talk about Jesus the whole time. Then so you try to talk about other things. They try to talk about other things. And then everything turns around before you know it. You both got your Bibles out. You're reading the word together. Hours go past. You're talking about life. You're talking about ministry and your spirit's just overflowing with that. You're just sparkling is the best way to say it. You know, like one of my friends. I went over to see him one time and we sat outside on his porch and I think we were probably out there for three hours and it was dark. The mosquito started biting. His wife finally comes out and says, you guys need to get in the house. But we would have stayed out there for hours just talking about life, talking about what God is doing. And so you'll find those people and it'll be a divine connection and you will know it before you even open your mouth to them. You'll see each other and say, there's something about that person. I don't know, but my spirit's welling up and I need to spend time with them. And it just forms this bond. And it's not just a worldly friendship. It's a spiritual friendship, a spiritual connection. And you'll know it. You'll get around individuals and it's like family. And it's amazing. And so you need to pray for those divine connections, divine friendships, divine relationships. And of course, you will know them also by the atmosphere they carry, or as I like to say, the aura around them. It brings peace. It brings comfort. You'll be around certain individuals and there's just a peace around them. You'll be in that atmosphere and there'll be a peace. And then you'll get around some people and you don't know what it is, but there's just this atmosphere where there's a negative atmosphere, a negative spirit. You can feel it. And then when the person leaves the room, it's gone. And when they're around, you feel it and everybody's tense and it's just crazy. And then when they're gone, it's like, whoa, something's been lifted. And so you'll notice that as well about certain people, But certain people who get around, you say, I don't know what it is about you. Of course, you do if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you know how the Holy Spirit works, you'll know it's the Holy Spirit within them. And it's that aura that they carry. They're walking in God's peace. They're walking in God's love and God's comfort. And of course, this may sound a little confusing, but at the same time, remember, everyone who calls themselves a Christian may not even be one. So that's where sometimes you'll say, well, how come I feel that way around this Christian? And I don't feel that way about that one because everybody's in different stages of life. And like my dad will say it best, everybody who goes to church is not a Christian. And there's going to come that day where it's like, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I did this in your name. And he's going to look at us and say, and you don't want him to look at you and say this, but he's going to look at some people and say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know who you are. Depart from me. And we don't want that to happen. That's why we have to check out the fruit, right? Check out their fruit, their interaction with others, the feelings you get when you're around them, not just when there's, because there's going to be times we've all lost it every once in a while, right? Right. We've all had a bad day. We've had a day. We've been irritated about something. We're speaking up for someone else. Something wells up inside of us, and we just get angry. And we say things that we shouldn't say. You know, you repent. You ask for forgiveness. You also apologize to the people with the situation that had happened. And even if you're right, you still have to just swallow that lump and move on. Lord, forgive me. Whoever it is, forgive me. And you get on with your life and live a Christ-like life, because they're watching you. People are watching us big time, especially now in 2022. Christians are being watched even harder than ever before, and they're watching you to see how you act so they can point it out and give reasons why they don't want to be a Christian. You don't want to be the reason why someone doesn't want to come to Christ. So keep that in mind. So, you know, questions you can ask, you know, do you see Christ-like behaviors in them? You know, when you see certain individuals and you're kind of confused, you know, or you're learning about others and you're seeing what other people are like, do you see Christ-like behaviors in them? And don't get me wrong, I'm not sharing this to cause you to walk around with a clipboard now assessing every Christian you meet, but I'm saying beware, okay? Stay focused, stay alert, pay attention. Okay, verse 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Hmm, sounds good. You know, and I love sharing with others, of course, making sure I personally remember that when I'm doing ministry work, I'm working for the Lord. And so I always make sure I share that with people. Don't forget who you're working for. You know, if you're cleaning toilets at the church, don't forget who you're working for. If you're at home in your basement with a studio set up, sharing good news, sharing the word of God, doing TV shows, doing podcast shows, don't forget who you're working for. This guy, can't forget who it's working for. So I don't just come down here off the cuff. I make sure I've got show notes typed up and all ready and organized and order and everything's put on my teleprompter and I've got all my notes ready, my checklist ready. I'm working for the Lord. And like my wife says, when you're working for the Lord, you don't get bored. Sing hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, on a serious note, don't forget who you're working for, whether you're in the church building, whether you're out in the real world, you know, you don't know why you're in that job you're in. God probably has you in there for a reason, because you're going to speak to people's lives. You're going to show them Christ like characteristics. Through the job you have, it doesn't mean you're going to get on your job and preach to people while you're supposed to be teaching in school, but people are going to see your Christ-like behaviors and know that you're a Christian. And they're going to want to talk to you in private and say, what's going on? I want to know more about Jesus, you know, and then you just go from there. So my goal is always to be the very best I can be and make sure I work hard and not be lazy about it. I firmly believe that when our heavenly father sees what we are doing with a small job, he will judge what size job to give us next. So if he sees me like I was doing with my little pad tablet and doing my little videos and just being excited about doing that, and then I got my first camera and then I got a microphone and then things gradually end up going up to, of course, getting the podcaster getting the Rodecaster Pro and the new microphones and all these awesome things to help get the word to you so you can enjoy listening to my voice. You can enjoy watching the video. And then in turn, you're hearing what I'm sharing. You're going to want to sit down and listen to me. You're going to want to sit down and watch me because I've taken the steps to make sure I'm being the best that I can be with what God has given me. So that way he can then, of course, we end up starting off with a podcast and a few videos online. Then we end up with a TV show on kingdomcommunity.tv. So it's step by step. Okay, he's being faithful with a little. I'm going to promote him to the next step. Being the best worker in the room, whether you work in the world or whether you work in ministry, no matter what you do, be the best you can possibly be. Don't be lazy. Work hard even When it's rough and you feel like you can't go through another day, be the best you can be. God knows what you're doing. He knows your heart. Be encouraged, folks. We must stay focused. Be patient. Here's another one. Be patient even in tough times and also continue to pray. These verses are amazing because they cover many things that we all can relate to even today. And as always, help one another. You see a brother or sister in Christ in need? help them out. I didn't say it. The apostle Paul wrote it. And you know he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. You see someone suffering, you see someone hurting. And like it says in the word, don't just say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. I know you're hungry, but I'm just going to pray for you. God bless. Have a good day. No, you give them some food. You go the extra mile. You do what needs to be done to take care of folks. And you'll know the ones in need and you'll know the ones that are trying to take advantage of just like you heard in the previous episodes when I was in Texas. There's going to be people who are going to try to take advantage of you, pray about it, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to see the difference between those who are taking advantage and using you and those who are really in need. Help those in need, pray for the ones that are taking advantage of you that they won't take advantage of people anymore. And of course, always be eager to practice hospitality, make others feel welcome, treat them as you would want to be treated. Don't just pull out the chair and pull out the fancy things for the folks who have money. You need to do the same thing for those who have nothing. In fact, you should make the goal of treating those who have nothing with the utmost respect and the highest possible hospitality you can give them over the ones who have everything. Make them all feel the same across the board. That's really important, folks. It's really important. You live that way. Where was Jesus? He was out in the street. He was out with the poor, the sinners. He was out there around them, showing them who he was. Sound good? And of course, that all falls under love and honoring one another, that passage right there. So now we come to the harder verses where we have no choice but to rely on the Holy Spirit's guidance to help us through these. Because it's not easy to do some of these things. And here it is. Bless those who persecute you. That's a tough one. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with all those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Mm, Don't think you know it all. Snap, snap. (laughs) So showing love to those even when they persecute you is powerful and very hard to do. It's hard. We've all done it. You know, we gave a ride to a guy one time that used to yell out names to me, used to yell out very ignorant names. And then one day we seen him stranded 23 miles away from his home in the wintertime. We pulled over, we gave him a ride, never had a problem with him again. I had to pick him up for two reasons. One, because I'm supposed to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And the other one is Barb and I were worship leaders at a church and are I'm sorry, we were youth leaders at a church and we just were leaving church, drove a couple miles down the road and I saw him walking. And so it was one of those moments in time where it's like, okay, what are you going to do now, Mr. Christian? You know, stopped, picked him up, talked to him, dropped him off and uh, never had a problem with him again. But showing love to those even when they persecute you you really need the holy spirit to guide you to do that that is definitely a must you have to have the holy spirit's guidance or you won't be able to do it period and of course turning the other cheek is very hard but also rewarding because the goal is to show the world jesus christ pray for them and then get on with your life steve you made that sound too easy i know i did it's easier to it's easier to say it than do it but pray about it ask for the holy spirit's guidance and you will be able to do it and you will feel so much better when you do it and you'll feel less stressed because i tell you what arguing and fighting with people and trying to keep up on who did what to you and who did this that's a lot of work it's a lot of work and another verse that comes back to loving one another and that is to live in harmony being kind to one another and not rocking the boat and attacking others will truly bring harmony drama free zones. That is really important. You'll notice you'll be around certain Christians and they want to argue everything to death. And they're not living by the word. If you say something, they say something negative towards you. And it's stressful. We've all known people like that. And the best thing to do is stay away from those people. You bring up something about what you're doing, they bring up something negative about it. You talk about how this is going on in your life and you're going to do this. And I'm thinking about doing a podcast show. Oh, well, people don't really listen to podcast shows. You know, you don't need those people in your life. You focus on people who are going to encourage you, lift you up. Hey, give you corrective criticism. (laughs) Criticism. Give you corrective criticism is different than just nagging and being obnoxious and the jealousy comes out. And that's what happens. A lot of jealousy comes out when people see other Christians, you see your brothers and sisters in Christ out there doing something for the Lord and jealousy hits. And the next thing you know, you'll hear negative things from people that you normally wouldn't expect to hear it from. And when you do, you know what that's all about, but stay focused, bring harmony to the table, keep that drama free zone and stay focused. Thinking you're all that in a bag of chips is the worst thing you can do as a Christian. I'm telling you, folks, if you think you're all that and you don't take time out for everyday people, people who are categorized as everyday people are really people that have a lot of potential, have a lot of wisdom. Just nobody takes the time to get to know them, you know, and remember, once again, the world is watching and waiting to see you behave like them so they can point out the reason you may not be a follower of Jesus Christ. And also do not, I repeat, do not think you know it all. There's nothing worse than an unteachable Christian. I mean this in a loving way, of course. We must always be open to corrective criticism. And that is where someone says, Steve, your show's going great, but I noticed that your microphone's too close to your mouth and you're talking like this and it's really loud. You know, so then I say, okay, let me check it out and see what's going on with that. Or like my son said, hey, dad, some of your lighting. And so we talked about lighting and I showed him what I was doing with it. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. I didn't see that. Or, yep, you did. You fixed it. And so I was able to fix that. And so I'm taking corrective criticism. You know, being able to take advice, training and even new ideas. That's what you want to be about. You want to be a teachable Christian, because when a person says God told me, then what else can you do? You know, if if my son comes to me and says, dad, your lighting's a little off. And I say, well, the Lord told me to do the lighting like that. What's what's my son going to say? Okay, dad, whatever. You know what I mean? You have to be careful. You don't sit back and it's not, God told me to run the ministry this way and I'm doing it. And I don't care what anybody else says. I'm doing it this way. But you have all these people come into your life that say, hey, there's a couple bumps and bruises I can save you from. Why don't you try doing this or why don't you try doing that? And then the person doesn't want to listen. They want to go through it themselves, get all the bumps and bruises and learn the hard way. But when you can have people in your life to help guide you and bring something to the table to help you out, shoot, open up the door and let the table flow. You know what I mean? And because when that person, once again, when the person says, well, God told me and that's it. You know, the conversation's pretty much over. There's quite a few of us that if you tell me God told you to do this, 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 and this, and I see you going down the wrong way, I can't do anything about it because you said God told you. So I just leave it alone. But if you stay open, you know, well, the Holy Spirit showed me to do it this way, but I think I need some advice in that area. Can you, you got any advice for me? You know, allow people to speak into your life. It's really important because you can get wisdom. Okay, so be careful. The Holy Spirit at times will speak to you through other people. You just have to be open to it. And at the same time, be aware and pray about it. The advice you are being given to make sure it aligns with what God's plan is in your life. That's why having mentors in your life is very important. Having someone in your life that can sit down with you and talk about life, ministry, and more. Someone that you are willing to listen to and even when tough advice is given you listen. Sound good? Okay. And now let's go ahead and finish up with the last two verses, 17 and 18. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Bam. There it is. And so once again, we already spoke about living in a peaceful way by showing love. But also keep in mind not to pay back evil with evil. Part of not copying the behaviors of the world is by not doing that. Someone did me wrong, so I'm going to do them wrong. Someone said something hateful to me, so I have to say something hateful back. And just remember this, folks, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I probably do. But people are watching you as you declare that you are a Christian. And sadly, some non-believers know the Bible better than some believers. And so they're watching you and waiting for you to say something foolish, for you to act a certain way so they can sit back and go, see, those Christians are all hypocrites. I don't want to be one. You know, they know how we should act. And when they see us in certain situations, they are ready to point it out to us or to others. So don't give the world an excuse to not follow Jesus by the way we act towards others Even those that do not treat us right. Even though I treated you this way, Steve, you still cared about me. You still sat down and talked with me. And for that, I want to know more about Jesus. You know, it's that type. It's all about Jesus. It's all about getting our act together. It's all about taking these letters that the Apostle Paul wrote, these chapters, learning from them, gleaning from them, taking those nuggets and saying, okay, act like this, don't act like that don't pay evil for evil. Love one another. Love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't get into arguments. You know, you take all these notes, you get all this information in you and you go from there. And of course the list can go on and on about how we must learn to operate in these trying times as well. And so in closing, I want to encourage you to continue to study the word, very important, get in the word and stay there. If you don't have a mentor, be sure to take the time to pray and then search for someone who is walking with the Lord and living it out daily. Don't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I know you know the Bible, so I want you to be my mentor. No, watch people, glean from them, build relationships. You'll know the right person when it's the right time. Sound good? Because we all need to be connected with our brothers and sisters, and that's very important, folks. So let's go ahead and pray so, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this opportunity to share this message. As always, thank you so much for being able to share part one and part two of Romans 12. I thank you for the Apostle Paul's writing. I thank you for the anointing that the Holy Spirit poured out on him to give him what he needed to teach us and equip us and train us. Heavenly Father, I pray that this episode will reach people, encourage people, strengthen them, as well as help them change their character around. So it's more of reflecting Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I just thank you for all my listeners and watchers out there. I pray a blessing over each and every one of them that your will be done in their lives, that they will be opened up to you and chase after you. Because when we chase after you, you chase after us, seek after you and you'll seek after us. So we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for all these things. And I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in as always. Hey, you know what? We got time for the commercial, don't we? Hey, let's watch the commercial. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. Steve Lewis here with the Relevance for Today ministry. You know what? Here at Relevance for Today, we share and teach about God, the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Kingdom of God, and much, much more. Do you want to learn about salvation and how to be saved? Or maybe you want to learn how to live a Christ-like life. Well, you came to the right place and it's all free. Yes, it's free. Do you like podcasts? Well, check out the Relevance for Today podcast show, where we have over 180 Christian-based podcasts to help you on your journey. Or check out the Spiritual Spotlight, where I have over 40 episodes, where I encourage you in less than five minutes through my personal writings, the Word of God, and more. And we are very excited about having our own TV show. Yes, our own TV show, folks. That's right, we have our own TV channel at KingdomCommunity.tv, as well as on the Kingdom Community app, which is located on Google TV, Apple TV, and many more locations. So I hope you will check us out and subscribe as well as make contact with me so I can get to know you all around the world. It's all about getting connected and sharing about Jesus Christ with the world. So don't wait, don't delay, get connected with Relevance for today. Blessings and love to you all. Peace. Okay. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in as always. Spread the word, share the word. God bless you all. Love you. Take care of yourselves. Hey. Peace.